It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming at classic films as well. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And joining us as well is Murray, who I hear was hanging out with Machete last weekend. Is this true, Murray? That is true. Wow. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Did Machete take you to space to see Uranus? No. Oh. That doesn't even make sense. You're just talking jibber jabber. Well, he was supposed to go to space. Yeah, I know he will. And kill Mel Gibson. Didn't he go to space? No, he hasn't gone to space yet. Oh, well, where's Machete That's 3? Why, that's where's what the, I'm asking Murray. Did you ask Machete when he's going to space? You mean the two seconds that I saw him? No. That's yes. right. No. No. Oh. So my comment did make sense. And they yeah, apparently did. didn't go to Uranus. Yeah, whatever. So. Well, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And we will watch it if it played anywhere in the world. Now, let's get to raging. But first... Here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. And our buddy Paul actually informed us that they're having a special uh, screening of the Star Wars trilogy for May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Which would be tomorrow. So if you live in the Calgary area, check it out. May the 4th be with you. Fourth with you. So, today is not May the 4th. No. Today is May the 3rd, mm. which has no meaning whatsoever. May Day? May sure. Frank? Maypole? I'm usually planting a maypole. I have no idea what we're talking about again. We're talking about going to the cinemas, which oh. plants a maypole. We saw... A shit ton of movies, and then we saw a shit ton more movies yeah, at Calgary Underground Film Fest. So, what do we see first, my little friend? Ah, uh, we saw Polite Society. Ooh. Polite Society, directed and written by Nita Manzur, is a whole lot of fun. It stars Priya Kansara as Rhea Khan, who believes her older sister is making the biggest mistake of her life with her impending marriage. Rhea must stop the wedding to save her sister. This is the plot. That is a simple plot. 
but in actuality that does not even begin to describe this movie. This film is completely bonkers and goes in directions I never saw coming. The action is ridiculous, but tremendously fun. The dialogue is sharp and amusing. The actors are having fun with the material, which adds to the overall enjoyment. The film is like a Jane Austen story if it was co-written by Quentin Tarantino. And even as the craziness is being bombarded into your eyeballs, the story stays grounded in its core theme of family and sisterly love. This is an exhausting bit of action comedy that had me smiling throughout. Polite society has me excited to see what is next for Nita Manzur. And it was also Mondo. I love this What? Loved it. What? Who would have thought so? Sisterly love? I know. Huh, who knew? Polite society is a family-focused love between two sisters. What? And is the ultimate Pakistani ladies who kick ass and punch dicks film, where the oldest sister is falling in love, but is also a failing artist. And the younger sister is a wannabe Kung Fury karate stunt woman. She's so good. The film contrasts gender norms in Pakistani culture and pokes fun at arranged marriages and proves that ladies can take control of their own lives. The film is chock full of humor, action, camaraderie, secret handshakes, diversity, and friendships that support each other against creepy mother-son relationships where the arranged marriage is to stuff a clone of his mom inside his new wife's perfect uterus. Yeah, that's right. Mom's clone in wife's uterus. Nice. It's a film that had me screaming at the ladies to kick higher into those dicks and loving the support the family gives their daughters. It had a mystery spy type feel throughout this entire adventure. And the youngest daughter is in high school. So when the parents think she has an overactive imagination, it just kind of make you question what's really going on at times in this film mm-hmm. and the family dynamics in this are amazing yeah i liked it so much and i kind of wished i saw this with my boys yeah. and again i'm sad we don't have a secret handshake like the mates in this film had until we do i'm afraid we truly will never be as close as these young ladies were. And it saddens me. But this film made me happy because I liked it so much. (laughs) So good. This gets a high kick in the dick, Mondo. I love this film. I was laughing all the way through it. I know. And you're right. Like the whole time I'm watching it, I was like, ah, man, me and especially in this... I happened to be there by myself, which is sad. As was but I. But I was like, man, if, if if Jim was here with me, I mean, we'd be screaming at the screen. Because there was nobody <laughs> else was in the cinema. Like, that's the one time, by the way, where it's acceptable that, you know, if you're the only one in the cinema, have at it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless, unless it's kind of leaning towards the four people that are in the cinema are all of the same mindset, yeah, then it kind of works. there you go. You kind of have to have, like, an agreement. But, yeah, that, this is as much fun as you can have at the cinema. Just the, the whole story it's like it is completely but like how did she even come up with half of this stuff it's just like what what <laughs> like and, i kept on going what and there's so many inside jokes that oh. like 
is part like we've seen it multiple times in Pakistani and in East Indian films where it's kind of like um you know this is the way the culture is so for this to have flip it totally onto its head yeah we see a movie like RRR from last year where it's two dudes and then in contrast seeing these two ladies just yeah. kick ass punch so dicks so much the, fun the evil the evil um Mother. Mother. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to look up her name. <laughs> she was brilliant. Every single thing that she's she's yeah. in every, is like... Every cackle, every crazy look. Oh, <laughs> she she's, was just, just, she's just beyond awesome. Yeah. And then when she started fighting, oh man. Yeah, like, so which good. made absolutely no sense. They have this... Like, oh. it's like she they've created this evil um, uh, arch nemesis for yeah. them that's like... It made no sense that she knew karate also, but yeah. she she She's, had it, so yeah, they it was, had to put it in there. So good. Oh, I can't find I can't find it. Sorry. Every I think everybody let me let me put a clarity on this. I think every young woman should see this movie for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody who wants to have fun and just like check your head at the door and just love to see good family dynamics and uh, an amazing action film. Just, just so good. Yeah, just so good. It was awesome. All right, and it was all. It was almost all in English. Yeah. So, which is kind of surprising. I kind of wish there it was. Not in, really, uh, it took place in, in England. So. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> they still could be speaking another language. Really not in their own English. homes. Usually, they speak their own languages when they're on home. Probably with their own sometimes. relatives. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, and this one it was it was British. Mm. All right. It was Queenie. And then we saw... And then we saw, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. But uh, I did not get to see this with Bryce also, but I did get to see it with the merman. Yeah, you did. Judy Bloom has the ability to tell a story with characters that are rich and deep and complex and exceptionally developed. I've been reading her books since I was a child, and she just has a way to help the reader feel what these amazing characters are feeling. I truly believe this story in particular is her best, as well as apparently her first major novel release. She'd, she'd released a few um, kind of younger children books, but this was groundbreaking at its, at its um, release in 1970. Throughout this story, we, sorry, throughout this story, we really understand that Margaret is going through a bunch of tough things and how difficult some of these things she has to deal with. The music in this is fantastic and period piece appropriate, no pun intended. Abby Ryder Forson, who plays Margaret, does a stellar job of, of portraying what has to be an extremely tough role for a young actress. This story has tough topics to bring out and it's done with class and respect and tenderness and awareness. This story as well as so many other of Judy Bloom's books were an outlet for generations after generations of young people to allow them to know they were not alone. The line Margaret makes in this film really does resonate with how she felt. God, I've looked, looked for you everywhere, but I can only seem to find you when I'm alone. I know we make fun of Bryce all the time, and even when we're not on podcast time, about him being the 13-year-old girl of our podcast. Apparently, on revisiting this masterpiece of modern literature, I must be the 11-year-old girl of our crew yep. because I cried quite a bit throughout this film <laughs> as I really felt 
how alone Margaret felt throughout her journey. Judy Bloom is brilliant, and this film was Mondo. All right. Uh, yeah. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Okay. Watching 11-year-old girls talk about boys and tampons and increasing their bus is not exactly what a middle-aged old dude really signed up for. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I can appreciate the work of Judy Bloom. And I understand how much it meant to teenage girls to have someone who gets what they're going through. I really wasn't looking forward to this film when Jim said we had to watch it. As an adolescent boy in rural Saskatchewan, I was more into The Hardy Boys and Encyclopedia Brown and Sherlock Holmes and the work of a certain Canadian author, Gordon Corman. Look him up. However, once I discovered that Canada's sweetheart, Rachel McAdams, was in it, <laughs> I found something to like about it. <laughs> that and the amazing soundtrack of classic 70s tunes. Spirit of the Sky, These Eyes, mm-hmm. Sign Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours, Son of a Preacher Man, Venus. It had us humming and singing along for the whole movie. It did. These eyes is Canadian too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, it is. I brought that up in the movie. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy the cute as a button main character and the emotional journey she goes through. As a child of the 70s, I can tell you she was luckier than most. She had two awesomely cool parents to turn to, which is more than a lot of us could say. Uh, she even had a cool Jewish grandmother to get her into trouble. Much as this movie really wasn't for me, uh, it was a decent meh. There you go. He wasn't as terrible as you thought it was going to be. All right, Mr. Bryce. How is this for a 13-year-old girl seeing this movie? Um, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's one of those films that I cannot find anything wrong with. It is a good coming-of-age story. I love the music. It had plenty to say without preaching. It had something relatable in it for pretty much anyone watching. And maybe most importantly, it was cast perfectly. Yes! Starting with Abby Ryder Fortson as Margaret, her performance was authentic. And in this role, I cannot imagine anyone being more perfect for it. No. We also had Rachel McAdams as Barbara, Margaret's mom. McAdams maybe does some of her best work ever. Also supporting, we have Benny Safdie, who I would not, <laughs> I would not even have thought in a million years of casting him as a dad. But as always, he 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 nails it. He just does. Yeah. He's just so good in everything he does. And yep. I wish he was writing and directing because his movies are amazing. Well, but uh, we'll take what? what we can get. We'll take what we can get. Anytime we get a Safdie sighting, it's all good. <laughs> uh, and. You know, then of course we have Kathy Bates, who is Kathy Bates and is amazing in everything. Yeah. Um, this is just a lovely movie with very good performances. It's meh. Meh. You said you didn't have any problem with it. I Apparently, no this wasn't made for thirteen-year-old girls. It was made for eleven-year-old. Apparently, girls. it was. I liked it a lot. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. And it's it was, not for us, really, to exactly. Marie's point. But 
like when you have a movie like this that is almost a perfect rendition of the book and done so well, I don't know why you're not pushing that envelope. I would know that. I've never read I liked a it. Bloom book. Never read a single one of her books. But what was the film? Was the film fantastic or was the film fantastic? It was meh. It was all right. I liked it. It was yeah. all right. You're it wasn't the best. It was, it was fine. If this was only for 13-year-old girls, Bryce would have given it a Mondo. Yeah. I guess if there was like a sequel two years later. Mondo. <laughs> there probably yeah. is because, yeah, you no. know, she, was, did, she did write a lot. It was, as I say, I, it, it, it was very, very good. And, and, I, and honestly, the casting of this, like even all the friends and all the, yeah. like everybody that was cast in this, it was it was one of the best casted movies I've ever seen. Like everybody that was in it was perfect for that role. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I kind of mentioned it, but you know these roles for these kids are not easy. Like I've seen so many, um, you know, interviews with things like that, and like they would have had to have done like her first kiss, and mm -hmm. that like when they go into the closet, and then talking about like. It's hard for kids to talk to their parents or to anybody about getting their first menstruation. But I mean, these kids had to be vulnerable, 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 all of them. Like to me, like kudos to the to the direction team on this and working with those young kids. Like yeah. it, it was so brilliant. I, I think I think everybody who who fell in love with Judy Bloom books should definitely see this movie. You will you will take yourself right back to the first time you read bucks for sure all right so from there we go to are you there god it's me george foreman <laughs> or in other words big george foreman blah 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 champion blah blah yes big girl. george foreman the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world yeah that's it is a jesus conversion movie masquerading as a sports biopic I am getting to the point that if the movie is produced by the main subject, then it is a complete waste of time. I don't want to hear George Foreman's version of his own story at this point. This movie accomplished one thing. It made me sad for Forrest Whitaker. Foreman's story is worthy of a film, but not in this way. Give me an unauthorized version that Big George has no say in, and I will be in the first in line to see that movie or a documentary. This, on the other hand, was a yawn-inducing waste of time. This was a rage. Yeah, mine's going to be real quick. Um, biopic, sports bo boxing movie about George Foreman's religion, and then his fucking conversion production house tried to convert me. It was awful. I hated every second of it. It was a rage. I don't even want to talk... I, I don't really want to talk about Let's, this we'll because on. the amount of anger that Let's I felt watching this. I'm was, done no, too. the anger is yes, built in me. No. I cannot stress enough. And I said uh, this once before, we and I'm going to say it again. No, we're not getting in and out of this this that fast. If we look at the production houses of these fucking religious conversion films, yes. and we see the production houses that we already know who they are before we go, I am not going to one. Because it's already going to be a rage. There's going to be no substance to the film. The only thing they're trying to do is convert people. So, or they're building a film for people that are already converted that now want to reminisce about their conversion and talk about, oh, this is a miracle because he prayed and his sister's baby lived. And, and then, oh, he prayed and then he won the championship because yeah, he prayed. I, and yeah. then, 
It's like, yeah, no, we're not watching these anymore. It's off the list. It's, this, this, it's, these movies are exactly the same as movies made for kids. Uh, hey, if you're going to stand on a mountain Murray. and talk about the fact yeah, that Brady. we're not hey, watching Murray. kids' movies, we're not watching conversion yeah, films I got, anymore. I got a question for you, Murr. Yeah. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, film something? We were angry. Oh, oh I'm oh, sorry. Are we bringing back kids' movies now? Film rage. Are we bringing back kids' movies? By the way, let's do it. I'm okay with it. You're the one that got it. Every, every time we're trying to eliminate something, it's never me. It's always you. Now, you don't want to do this, and you don't want to do that. I don't so want to watch another Mary Kate Mashley movie. You always it's throw not it back right. in my face, and it's always you that. that you that made me watch it. too many Mary Kate Ashley movies. It makes uh, no sense. Yes, They're well. not. Not who we're, we're designed for. Uh, anyways, no, no. We're, we're going to see the occasional religious movie. Just deal with it. It's just the way it is. I'll be sick that day. Uh, whatever. I'm do- calling in sick right now. You, you, you have no whatever sick. You have no sick days There's more left. and more. Of, there's more. <laughs> you have used there's all your more, sick days. There's more and more of these coming out every week now. It's like, it's like, it's like them. It's like. These pr- Christian production houses are now going to be rivaling yeah, Disney for here's movies the thing. releases. I'm, at some point, we might get a good one. That's not possible. Yeah, you never know. No, it's not. Because <laughs> Murray, okay, get, get, anyways, imagine this. Anyways, They'll put some story in, and then they got to stop and have a head heart-to-heart. It's like the exact same model. They have a heart-to-heart conversation about how Jesus made a difference in your life. And then they go back to some part of the story and they go, you know what? We got to talk about this again. How Jesus made a important part in your life. Yeah. And then they show a little um, bit more story. And, there's, and then Jesus, he had a very important part so, in your life. Uh, so what else did we see? Hey. Well, we saw... Slow up there, cowpokes. What's that? Somebody else went to see this. Oh, you, you did? Yes, I what? did. What? All right. Like you, you care. Did you like it as okay. much as Jim? Well, like you to care about me anymore. Well, no, even... no, 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 no. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Never asked. You didn't did go you? see the Catholic film. Why would I think you'd go and see this religious one? Because it was one? about sports. Okay. Oh, I don't even know what Murray's rules are anymore. <laughs> They change week to week. <laughs> uh, was this about the Catholic Church? No, it wasn't. There you go. It was about a church. I it was am, about religion. It's I, not a Catholic Church. That's I am where actually, I draw the line. So, okay, so I'm let's very, just make this easy for us. Catholic churches you won't see. No. What else? Uh, just, ben Affleck movies you won't see. No. You know what? Okay. This podcast is already going to be nine hours long. So <laughs> what What do you think of this? Well, I'm, I am actually very curious. I am too, well, actually. I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> uh I can't help but compare this film to Ollie and every other movie about boxers and see its failure to live up to them. Okay. Yes. George Foreman was definitely not a skilled boxer, nor even a very smart one. But he hit hard. That's about all he did. Muhammad Ali nailed it on the head during the rumble in the jungle. Foreman moves like a mummy... Swings his arms and punches as hard as he can. That's it. Which is why the smaller but more intelligent Ali kicked his ass in Zaire. This apparently broke Foreman so much that he retired from boxing in the prime of his career. Uh, The fact that he was able to come back and actually win the title at 45 years old and overweight (laughs) was a miracle for sure. And that makes it like every other sports movie. Though I didn't really know much of Foreman's history, I still found the events in the film painfully predictable. What? Uh, Fall from Grace, 
breakup mm. of his marriage, mm. losing all his money, mm. the improbable comeback, mm. just like every other sports movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As for the performances, the guy who played Foreman in adulthood, he was adequate. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, of course, did a good job. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say the celebrity stunt casting was some of the worst I've ever seen. Howard Cosell. Worst Howard Cosell. Oh, yeah, worst so ever. And worst Ali. Like, worst come on. Muhammad Ali ever. ever. Yeah. Just terrible. And the fight choreography wasn't that great either. It was so bad. Like compared to I've like I don't even like boxing. I've seen like a dozen boxing films. And, and this, there was this so like, much it was boxing. So it was so bad. So much boxing. Uh, since I like sports movies and even boxing films, though I don't actually watch the sport or UFC. Uh, this one managed a meh for me. No, you take what? out the religion, I'd have been a little higher. Wow. Like, yeah, I gotta respect George Foreman, the man, because yeah, yeah, but to, to this uh, day he still he preaches at his church, which good for him, and he still runs a youth center. So he's yeah. trying to help people. He's That's a good. good dude. He's, he's a, a good, good dude, dude, but he should yeah. make movies. They should they should have made a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. they should have done. Oh. And I could just basically say that about well, it's kind of a good segue because we're gonna talk about a documentary. We are. Yeah, this one I haven't seen. Well. Um, you did not miss much. This is a bit of a hint. Nuclear Now. This movie is too long. Covers a lot of things from films that we have seen a ton of times before. Tells nothing of the negatives of nuclear energy and feels more like a university dissertation or thesis than it does a movie about nuclear energy. They repeat things way too many times. Give props to historic American politicians, but not to Russian politicians who started the whole nuclear revolution. It's a bloated pet project by Oliver Stone. I did love hearing there is further developments in nuclear energy, but then nothing really in the details of that or anything related to anything that I really wanted to know. Instead, they went right back to repeating, coal is bad, okay, or nuclear is good, okay, and then Every country they went to, they did exactly the same thing. Nuclear's nuclear's good, okay? And coal is bad, okay? I was happy to see they did include my nuclear hero, Bill Gates, in this film, but did not give him enough screen time to the changes he is starting to implement. They just kind of brush over all the important things about what's changing in nuclear energy and just stuck with coal's bad, okay? And nuclear energy's good, okay? I wish... They just did a recap of the things we have already seen many times before and focused on the story and that ending, that ending in this movie. Are you trying to touch our hearts so that you win your first Oscar for a documentary, Oliver Stone? It just made me throw up in my mouth, not just a little bit, quite a lot. I think this movie is probably important for people that need to be convinced that nuclear power is an important piece to solving climate change, okay? But it's not a good movie because it pushes an agenda and does not give all the facts and ignores the important facts, like the details of what the evolution of nuclear looks like in much more detail. It's a rage, mostly because Oliver Stone wow. is annoying and repeated this mantra way too many times. And I've got things to unpack, but I mean, let's like, see what you thought about like this terrible, Oliver Stone awful... Movie. Film by uh, Oliver Stone <sighs> and his bloated pet project. It didn't make me as angry as it made you. Well, perhaps you should have been more angry. Mm. 
Maybe. Why weren't you? Let's hear it. Nuclear Now is Oliver Stone's attempt to educate us through tired archival footage, repetition, and sleep-inducing narration. What? And that isn't telling you alone that this movie was... But we got to see Stand By Me. (laughs) Exactly. That was so good. Train! Okay, anyways, there is a lot of good information in this, but it is delivered with an agenda. Uh, nuclear power is presented as a miracle energy with no downside, which is not the case. Don't get me wrong, nuclear energy is way better than coal or oil, but is not without its risks. This should have been pre- uh, presented, or this should have presented a more complete picture than it did. Um, I think that if you would have, you know, uh, sort of uh, let everything out and told the whole story people are still going to side on the side of nuclear energy because you can't help but not. <laughs> um, the film also indru- introduced us to all sorts of innovations in nuclear energy. But, Did it? But failed to follow through with how these innovations really work and whether they are actually feasible in the near future. I applaud Stone for trying to bring this important information to the masses, what? but I wish he could have presented a more thorough point of view oliver stone's nuclear now was good intentioned you can't give maz out for good intention i'm I'm giving a good intentioned man it's it's no this movie is so terrible it's like it it's a bloated pet project by oliver stone because he's like i haven't made a documentary before so i'm gonna try and make one but i'm gonna you know that's all right no, he's sure he has made documentary before. I'm sure he's made a couple. Mm, he's made documentary series, like he's made stuff that's like a five part series, which yeah. is re- really what this felt like. It was way too long. It was, it was the thing. It one of the was things not that terrific. The, one of the things that really got me in this too is that is that it's he tries to make the U.S. out to be the savior of nuclear energy going forward, and he. He puts even there's clips in there. There's a picture of of Martin Luther King in this. Yeah, well that's which that was and then he weird. kept going back to John F. Kennedy uh, saying he said it, did it twice talking about how nuclear energy is going to change the world. I and felt it's like, like everything in this film was done two or three times. It was. It was done two or three times, and nothing, none of it was really important. Like was, all that scene. Say, how can you say this he was, was trying good? To convince it was just us through repetition. It was just through awful. Like. He should have just had a really good documentary about nuclear power and call yes. it nuclear now, but make it about nuclear now I, I and going forward. I don't disagree at all. It's terrible. I can't believe you're giving out this a uh, man. Like I, I was in pain watching this movie. Yeah. If I thought George Foreman's conversion film was bad, <laughs> this was even worse. This to me. was even the same. This really? was twenty times worse. Wow. It was awful. We've seen t- way too many films about green energy yeah. and and ways to make things. And this yeah. this is like it was totally Michael Moreized, where it was like I'm gonna like only ah, tell you the things that what, I want to tell you. It wasn't even Michael Moore. Like who is Michael this Moore, for? Michael Moore, at least there's there's occasions in his films where it's kind of amusing. There was nothing it's amusing. Tr- yeah, there. you're right. It was Michael. I'm sorry, Michael uh, Moore. Uh, yeah, because you made Bowling for Columbine. Yeah, exactly. I also like Michael Moore. Yeah, I like things by Michael Moore, but he's very. He's, he's, he's very he, opinionated. Michael Moore. Michael Moore makes his makes his documentaries with an agenda, and it, it's, it's but like you, you know that going in with Michael Moore, he has a proven track record. Yeah, the, yeah of course. The fact of the matter is that ninety percent of the it's it's easy for me to 
not give him a pass, but enjoy the movie probably more than I should because I always just agree with him. So it's it's hard. As do I. It's hard to like you know. It's like yeah, you know what? America Preach sucks. on, brother. Yeah, America sucks. Thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think I don't that's his that agenda, that's though. I don't okay, think American that's politicians suck. Let's go well, that that's way. that that's is part 100%. of it. That's part but of it. But then every that. every politician. I know sucks, some very so. nice Americans, yeah. but yeah, their country as a whole. Yeah, so needless to say, I uh, earned the title of Rage King for this week. That's all I'm going to say. There you go. But there was one Mondo. Good thing you had two two Mondos. Yeah, you're you're about 500, man. Yeah, it was like, it was either I loved it or hated it this week. I had had a Mondo, two Mez, and a Rage. And Murray was was batting a thousand. He was man all over the place. He was man. Man, all over the place. There's so much, off. man. That's all, that's all I, I can expect anymore. Nice. This movie doesn't piss me off. I'm okay with it. Murray's back to his old ways. No, that's <laughs> Everything's mad. Yeah, everything's <laughs> mad. Wait till the next bad movie. There we go. Yes. We'll nice. See some rage. When Murray's autobiography comes out, it'll that's be called right. Everything is Mad. That's right. <laughs> what else do you guys do? Uh, well. This is the second half of our... I don't even know what we're doing. Calgary Underground Film Fest. Yeah. So are the we movies do, we saw from our, our last are we giving us? Are we giving like our top five for the yes. festival? No, or top just five. Just for the second half. Well, let's talk about the second half, and then we can we can talk about after that. I which, am uh, totally unprepared. But okay, let's see. Well, you do up. have your top five from do the second half, the right? No. Okay. Well, why don't I tell mine here. first, and then you can just jump on board, because I know most of my top five are well, going to be in your top five, I've got it all here. I don't even know what was first half, second half. Okay, I've got it on will mention that's what i'm going to tell you first all right so i'm um, um, from amanda on that was the second half right yes oh yeah yeah that's right Wednesday. anyways go ahead all right so honorable mention was one that i didn't actually see at the festival but i did see it so it counts right. even though i couldn't show up but it did play at the festival yes it's called squaring the circle the story oh, so of good. hypnosis Loved and it. every one of my films from this are mondos by the way yeah I love album covers and truly feel they are art that's available for everyone. This doc tells us of Hypnosis, an art company that revolutionized the record cover industry when it was all about the music and actual physical art and photography. Mm. It's amazing. It is. Is that? Do you know where that's going to fit in your... No, you also? just you just keep you just do your top. We'll do it differently this year. Do your right. top five, and then I'll kind of right. come in, and then we'll uh, discuss. Number five. Yes. Hung up on a dream, the mm. zombies come back from the dead and stole my heart. Some of the most humble people I've ever seen, and Colin Blundstone is the most adorable and sweet person on the planet, and I want to pack him in my pocket and take him everywhere. This doc made me smile to my soul. This film was awesome. I loved it. And the music was fabulous. It was Mondo. Colin Bloomstone alone made this Mondo, but everybody else was also pretty, pretty cool. Number four, Satan wants you. And I'm pointing at you, Murray. Nom, 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 nom. Babies are delicious. Well, that's what Michelle remembers wanted us to believe in this origin story of... Uh, sorry, let me just say that again. In this origin story, and and of deceit 
and fucking hilarity of the satanic panic homegrown in our country of Canada. Hail Satan. This movie was motherfucking Mondo. And Satan wants you and you and you to eat a baby. Yes. Babies are so tasty. <laughs> Babies are so t- At one, there's one scene in this movie. Right? What are you saying? Your baby. Baby, get in my belly. So so there's a scene in this by one of the cops who's the FBI guy. And there's an interview with him. And he's talking about the fact he knew that things were wrong when he did the math. And supposedly 2.5 million babies were being eaten a year in the U.S. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, the panic has gone a little bit overboard. Yeah. All right. Number three, satanic Hispanics. Think a Spanish Tales from the Crypt. But fucking hilarious with vampires, demons, and a giant killer penis that was a sweet and tender lover. And with original music that was killer. Like, I'm gonna kill you with the hammer of Zanzibar. Yes. This movie was freaking hilarious. It was fun. It's It's got a bunch of clips from different movies. If you get a chance to see Satanic Hispanics, absolutely see it. Number two, Amanda. Italian-France co-production. Spoiled rich kid with no friends. She's annoying to everyone and really felt out of place in her family and in society. Her anger and mental, mental instability causes her all kinds of trouble and gives us all kinds of laughs in this hilarious, and I'm doing this in quote, coming of age, even though she was 25, 26. And of course, I was wrong. I predicted with an Italian-France co-production, there was a 65% chance of nudity, and they teased us twice, but apparently the Italians do not like the nudity as much as the French, so we did not... She was 26. Yeah, he's still pretty young. 26. Not for the French. The French French go in hard with with 18-year-olds. I I, I confirm with Jim that there would be be no nudity. Yeah, he did. Right as the movie is about to start, he sends me a text and says, oh, by the way. Because I forgot I watched it. You're wrong. (laughs) I didn't like it as much as you. I predicted that before. (laughs) You did. So what was it that gave it away? Was it because of the Italian co-production? I just had a feeling. Hooked on a feeling? Just had a feeling. All right. Well, I read the description. I was like, yeah, it's not. But it was there was two close calls though. There was there was the two teases where I was. That's like, right. I actually I was like <laughs> nudging you. I'm like here it is. Here, here it is. is. No, We're gonna see this. No. no, sucker. Good thing we didn't have money on it. Okay, and my favorite film of the second half yes. of the festival is The Elderly. Mm. If you thought old people were creepy, you ain't seen nothing yet. And when your wife tells you to get your dad out of the house because he says he's going to kill you tomorrow, then get the fuck out of there. The music was incredible. The creep factor was outstanding. And I will never look at the elderly the same again. This was fan-freaking-tastic. It creeped me out to the soles of my giblets. And I want to say it's the first time I've ever seen Bryce jump. Ever. Yeah, I actually had a jump scare there that, that actually affected me. That's, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, so, yeah, I'll do an uh, honorable mention. Satanic Hispanics would be my honorable mention for all right. the second half. I liked about a half of it. Yeah. I liked all of it. Like, it was, it was, it was really like a good. Tales in the Crypt. Like, it's like yeah. some movies are, or some 
Yeah, segments are better than others. Yeah, some were. The ending was awesome. Yeah, it was. The vampire thing was awesome. It was awesome. This 300 pound auto shaped vampire. So I'm like, why the hell do you just go into the into a building like you're running and the sun's coming up? Just go into a building with no windows. Well, we saw how that worked out at the end anyway. Yeah, because they were in a dumpster that had window things. Like, no, you got to go into a building and hide in a closet or something. He always liked to push the envelope, man. He's an idiot. Anyway. So, yeah. So. It was all uh, right. My number five is Satan Wants You, Baby Eating It All. <laughs> uh, number four, Hung Up on a Dream, the Zombies documentary. Um, I kind of every now and then forget how much I love this band, and then I watch a documentary on them, and it's like, now I, you know. I realize how great they are. They are fantastic. I've got some zombies coming coming to my house at some point real soon here. And wasn't Colin Blundstone oh, just like just, the most adorable? He really was. It's I just felt like, sad that they're not millionaires. Yeah. Well, they might be now. Well, now yeah. They just put another All album out last year. I don't, I don't, th- I don't think they are, but I think that they're they're very content to no, where they like are. Like every other point. artist in the 60s, they got screwed by their managers. Yeah, that's what happens. True that. Number three is Amanda, even though there was no nudity. Um, French. It is. It was such a funny, funny movie. Just I, I guess it wasn't a comedy, or was it a comedy? I don't know. It really pokes fun at the millennials. Yeah, I feel like laughing at millennials. I guess it'd be funny. Yeah. (laughs) Number two, squaring the circle: the story of hypnosis. Um, really entertaining. Just I could sit there and li- just listen to Roger Waters talk for hours on end, and we get we get a sufficient amount of Roger Waters interviews. So I was a happy camper just yeah. there. But the whole story was interesting. The guys that ran this company that was <laughs> that were complete opposites. Um, it was just a lot of fun. This this doc, and uh, yeah, it's sad that uh, the artwork for albums is not what it used to be. Yeah, they can't spend like a million bucks as, doing as I say, an album cover anymore. A, yeah, <laughs> you know, some, some people, people it used to be the people's LPs collections was a poor man's art collection yeah. and uh, probably better than most people's the, the million scene, dollar art collection. The collections. scene that, for me, there was two scenes in that movie that kind of nailed it for me. Yep. Number one, when they lit that guy on fire. Yes. They literally did they light literally the guy on fire on from fire. Pink Floyd's album. Yeah, you were here. they had to light him on fire like uh, a five bunch or of times. six times. Oh, it was more than that. <laughs> like was, 15 <laughs> times maybe? I think it was like 50 times that he was like, no, I'm done. And you don't have it now. You're, you're screwed because... And then, like, let's just do it one. He's like, no. no, I am done. If you haven't got it yet, that's it. I'm not lighting myself on fire. Yeah. And the giant and the giant pig flying over the. <laughs> oh, so yeah. They're just all the stories were just fantastic. I was a really, really enjoyable doc. And number one is the elderly um, for the second half. Um, it's just, it's just bonkers, and it is, it is, really, really visually effective. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's so, and we got some nudity. We did. Yeah, we got some old people having old some people. Old, old people having old sex. People sex. Yeah, we got an old wiener yeah. hanging Get out for big fat old lady on top. So it was like fantastic. It was, guys kind of it was so good. There was a lot of old wiener. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of old wiener. I was loving it. I'm glad I missed it. Um. Okay. So, uh, because both are like both are number ones from both half. So here's the really important question. Yes. It's between the elderly and birth rebirth. So, who, what was your favorite of the festival? My favorite of the festival is I'm going birth rebirth. 
and I'm going the elderly. Yeah, and I don't blame you. <laughs> and I don't blame you. <laughs> I, you know, I just, you know, why this is this is why the elderly because it it took me places that I wasn't expecting to go. Yep, and it showed me things that I did not ever want to see. Yeah, but I got to see them in yes. the in the birth rebirth. As much as it's an amazing, amazing, amazing film, it it was very comparable in the sense of how the awesomeness to it but there wasn't as many moments that what that got me as being mm. i'm freaked but, out this yeah, is creepy this is scary this is that this is this still very amazing film yeah i, I and as i'm sitting i mean i gotta literally split hairs to 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 choose one over the other it's just that i just at the end of the day if you're gonna ask me which one did you like better i'm gonna say birth rebirth all right just there you go. Well, you've seen and, it twice. And I now. absolutely adored both of them. I mean, yeah. this this festival, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to list off my mondos. These were all mondos at one film festival: Birth Rebirth, uh, Sisu, Mister Oregon, One Road to Quartzite, Cash Cow, Showing Up, Kim's Video, Amanda, Satanic Hispanic, Satan Wants You, Hung Up on a Dream, The Zombies Documentary. Squaring the Circle, The Story of Hypnosis, and The Elderly. This is one film festival, and these were all amazing must-see yeah. films. Yeah, this is I'm happy far... if I get two or three yeah. out of the you know, Entire 30, festival. 30 or 40 that I watch. If I get two or three, I'm happy. Yep. I got like, a what, like 11 or 12? Yeah, there's 12. Yeah, probably I, 13, I think it was over a 14. third of the movies that yeah. I watched were amazing. Yeah. Well, Amazing. And as someone who worked for the festival, I can tell you this was the biggest and most successful one they've ever had. Yeah. And I was proud to be part of it. Yeah. The whole team should be proud of themselves. As, as was we I. We had big crowds the whole time. We kept running out of beer and food and everything else because yeah. the demand was just so high. And you, you guys didn't even go to the, uh, the the last one. No, we didn't. We did not. We were burnt uh, out. They, not only was it packed, but they had like a 45-minute Q&A at the end of it. And this wow. is the final film. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, people loved that one, too. It was some kind of weird... It was like a... It was like a, a trans director... Yeah. ...did like a gay version of Batman. Yeah. But because they broke so many copyright rules, there's no way no anybody else will ever see this. Because there's no way that Warner Brothers or DC will ever let it... <laughs> come to light but yeah from what I can tell most of the crowd I mean there were a few walkouts but most of the crowd loved it so it was a great closing night movie as well yeah but yeah record of crowds this year nice so yeah thanks everybody for coming out so what was your favorite film that you actually did get to see <sighs> I didn't see a whole lot because I was yeah I know you're for, working I worked all 11 days but you did get to see Zisu I, Zisu I was I knew it would be good I was looking forward to it because it's, yeah. it's a Scandinavian film and it had Nazis and it had lots of violence in it uh, Nazi I, killing. I, I saw a few of the ones you guys liked. I mean, I, I previewed some of them. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Like Amanda, I kind of liked. I mean, I, I gave it a good grade when I originally previewed it, but I don't think I gave it like, like you know, perfect. I mean, I didn't like it that much because I'm not a big fan of millennials. But uh, no, a few of them were okay. Like the zombie one was good, but I liked the first half where they were playing the music. Then the second half of the movie was about their comeback and their personal lives eh, maybe not which i didn't half, really like but, as much but yeah i, know, but, I, I don't because they I basically went away right like after whatever year yeah. they didn't retire but they didn't really make music they were they doing were, yeah they, they were, were doing, doing other stuff they were, doing they were like other stuff, working yeah. in clothing stores or wherever they were working 
or an ad agency. I don't know what the guy was doing, yeah. but yeah, then they just had to reunite towards the end there. By but, the way, I feel so dumb. I literally did not know that Rod Argent from yeah it was Argent from the zombies Somebody's was, was Argent. Argent. I did not know that. <laughs> and as soon funny. as I gave up, I felt like an idiot. You're like, I'm not as smart as I, I thought. I know who Rod Argent is, and yeah. was, but I never knew that. Didn't take hold your go head from up. High. Hold your head up high. Hold your head up high. Hold your head up. See, I know the music couldn't even tell. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even associate the band with those songs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I knew the songs. So, what was your favorite? Then Sisu? Oh, Sisu, I guess. All right. All right. Perfect. Done. 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 Moving on. CalgaryUndergroundFilm.org. That's right. CalgaryUndergroundFilm.org. Uh, yeah, I really got nothing other than George Foreman was a really bad film, and I could list a whole bunch of boxer movies that were better, but that's pretty much all of them, except maybe the last couple of Creed movies. What about Digstown? Didn't see that one. Oh, Digstown's good. But I mean, I'll much as I don't like, for much it. as I don't it's like, it's got uh, Lou Gossett Jr. and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you do, but buddy with the with the hair, with the thing and stuff, using video drone. What's his James name? Woods? James Woods. Okay, sure. It's James Woods and Louis Gossett Jr. Digstown. Sure, whatever. It's, it's fun. Anyway. I liked it. And much as I don't of course, like... I saw it when I was like 12, so maybe it doesn't stand the test of time. And the I've great Bruce Stern is also Bruce in it. Bruce Stern is in it. He's awesome. You yep. should watch. Murray, I guarantee you'll love, love Digstown. I give you that my personal guarantee, and someday sure. you're going to watch it. Maybe. You're going to tell me that you maybe. loved it. Who knows? But no, much as I don't like Will Smith, uh, Ali was, I think, one of the perfect boxing films. Right, and right. it really showed both sides of him. Like, it showed he wasn't perfect. I mean, he cheated on his wife, like, three times and yeah. got married twice. That's yep. true. But yeah, found was, religion. Found religion, but he didn't, wasn't over the, yeah, he was, he was quiet about it. He didn't try to convert uh, people. He was like, not quiet about well, anything. No, I mean, he was, <laughs> he wasn't in your face about it. Like, Foreman kind of was towards the end there, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. All right. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Rage is a double banger this week. Number one, please don't make biopics, especially if they're U.S. biopics. Please just make a documentary. And the second part of that is if you're going to make a documentary, don't be a bloated Hollywood director making a documentary. Please leave that to the professionals who know how to make documentaries. Oliver Stone, your film was awful, and... George Foreman, I would rather see a, a documentary about you done by a really good documentarian. What about, That's my rage this week. What about Big George Foreman directed by Oliver Stone? <laughs> Fuck, just fucking kill me now. Absolutely not. Sounds awesome. Yeah, that's my rage. Make documentaries by people who buy know how to documentary. make documentaries and don't, don't make, make bio- biopics. About yourself. Yeah, about yourself. <laughs> don't direct yourself. Yeah, that's... Let yeah, somebody else do it. Stop hurting my soul 
message is pretty simple. Uh, Jim, polite society. Sorry, how many people were in the screening with you? Uh, there was three. Three. Me. Yeah. And these two young girls, I would say they're 16 or 17. Okay, so you had three people in your screening. Yep. And I had just me in my screening. So at two screenings of Polite Society, there was a total of four people. Come on. Go to the movies, people. Go to stuff that maybe's outside of your comfort zone. Just go experience something. This movie was an experience. It should have been seen by so many more eyes than, than what it was. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. And the, the commercials for this, the commercials for this, like when you go to see the movies... Um, the commercials for this, it actually does look good, right? It's, it's, yeah. it is, it is one that drew me to go see it. So yeah, people go get off your fucking couches and get into a cinema. Yeah. Good rage. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. Right. Well, um, I wanted to bring up uh, Kelly Reichardt as director this week for Undoubted because I think she's made it to eight. So if you got a pen sitting Her there, movie wasn't Kurt, even on your uh, on your Mondo list. What's that? Her movie wasn't on, even on your Mondo list. Yeah, it was. It was on the. It was in last, oh, last episode. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so her last film was Showing Up, Mondo. which was a Mondo. Mondo. Her movie before that was First Cow, which was a Mondo. What was it? First Cow. Yeah. Yeah, Super Mondo. Um, that was freaking awesome. Her movie Mondo. Be- her movie before that was Certain Women, which to me was a Mondo. Certain Women. I'm not sure I've seen it. Uh, stars Michelle Williams again. Oh, yeah, I have Kristen seen it. Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it Mondo? Mondo. Okay. Uh, Night Moves, which to me was a Mondo. It was meh. Matt? Okay, well, let's hope that she redeems herself. Uh, Meek's Cutoff. Now, I have not seen this, oh. but it also stars Michelle Williams. Meek's Cutoff? Yep. I haven't seen it either, so that is uh, something apparently I'm going to have to watch. We're both going to have to watch yeah, it, guys. It yep. looks like it's the, uh, it could be for you. the well, tipping point. You, yeah, I, I know it's not going to be a rage for me, so... So far, yeah, I'm so batting a thousand. I know, but it's for me, okay. though, it's okay, got to so be Okay, so you've got it in there. Yep. Um, then she did a couple of shorts. Then she did Wendy and Lucy. Which was one of my... F- that Actually, Cuff showed that, yeah. by the way. And it's also it a Mondo. So good. Uh, the film before that was Old Joy. Old Joy. Which I'm, I have not seen. I have not seen Old Joy. But the title alone makes me want to see it. It does. <laughs> Uh, and that, oh, and their very first film was River of Grass, which I have not seen. So is that eight? That's the eight. So apparently we have some watching to do. But this is not going to be disappointing in any way, shape, or form. No, I think this is, uh, this is one of those that we're happy to watch these movies. Yeah. Um, so I need to watch Meek's Cutoff, and you have need to watch Meek's Cutoff. Uh, old joy and river of grass. So yep. over the next, you know, few weeks, we're going to be, we'll we're going to be cramming yeah. some Kelly, right? All right. So I'm going to start with Meek's cutoff because if I think it's mad, it's over. Yeah. 
before it starts. Just, I'll still watch it yep. just because because I kind of really want to well, see it. Well, I think you need to. I think we, if we're putting someone on the undoubted list, it's not like some of the other lists. We pretty much have to watch every film. Yeah, we I can't would, just I go, yeah. Uh, okay, so it's called what again? Meek's Cutoff. Cutoff. Well, that is some homework for me this week. Yep. That sounds freaking awesome. Um, and so we'll hold off on, because we've got a film to watch for this week, but Maria will hit us up next week. Right? There we go. I don't but think I we was, have anything else. I was going to give you one this week. You were, but then apparently we have to oh. watch Meek's Cutoff, so right, they'll have to hold hold your breath. Why my <laughs> freshly minted list then? That's right. Yes. But did save I, it for next week. That I spent many minutes making up. That's right. He worked hard for his money. He worked hard for it, honey. Hard for no money. That's right. All right. That's it for the list, I think. I think so. Hmm. Apparently, last time on Rage or Dare, my choice for Bryce wasn't quite painful enough for him because, in his words, the film was beautifully shot and Alice Cooper was in it. We all know that Tim Burton dropped the ball with Dark Shadows. Come on, Bryce. Even though Bryce didn't feel the rage, he was still afraid to pull again from my bag of evil remakes, and instead pulled in Big Mama's house. Listeners, dare bag. Well played, listeners. Well played. This week it's Jim's turn to rage or dare, but I'm guessing our other ballless wonder will choose to hide from the rage as well. Sheesh. Now let's see if we pity the fool who had to watch Inspector Big Mama's house. We of course mean Bryce. Or, yeah, well, yeah, no pity here. <laughs> is that you, God? It's a, is that you, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> oh, God of rage. Yes. So for those of you who haven't listened to us in a couple weeks, and you're just coming back to us, uh, we had a kerfuffle because we Bryce was dared to see Inspector Gadget, but... On, on re-look at it, it is a children's film. So he did not have to watch it. So we chose again. Yes. We chose Big, Big Mama's, Mama's House. House. All right. Uh, this is going to be short and not so sweet. What? Yeah, amazingly enough, this is not a good movie, Jim. What? <laughs> Tyler Perry? What the hell what? are you saying? It's not Tyler Perry. Oh, I thought it was. No, no it's no. Martin Lawrence. It's Martin Lawrence. Oh, Someone just as... Yes. All right, Big Mama's House. If you think Martin Lawrence in a fat suit is funny, this is a movie for you. If you think body shaming is funny, this is a movie for you. If you think that a situation where Martin Lawrence is caught in a bathroom hiding in the shower while an old fat lady takes a dump, then this movie's for you. It was, however, not for me. Martin Lawrence is not funny. This movie was a rage. That's it. I'm not... I, I, Martin Lawrence is the most repulsive actor... On the face of the earth, how this guy had a career is beyond me. I don't get it. He is not funny. Nope. Nothing. No, his delivery is not funny. Nope. He doesn't have any, like, he can't make a face that's funny. I, like, there's nothing amusing about I, this guy. I don't get it. It's insane. He and the what? fact that there was, like, 47 Big Mama's houses that got made. I, uh, what is going on? What is wrong with producers and moviegoers? Like, what? Who? Why? Why? And like three bad boys films. 
Yeah, Ugh. don't even remind us about those bad boys. I like Bad Boys starring Sean Penn. That was an excellent movie. That was a good movie. Is that what we're talking about? It had no. sequels? No, no, no. Not the ones with Sean Penn. Oh, the, the one with Martin, Martin Lawrence, Lawrence and, and the other guy. Will and Mr. Smith. Slap. Yeah. Mr. Slap, your Mr. face. Mr. Slap and Martin Lawrence. Yeah, those this were, Mr. Those get were, your wife's mouth out of, my, out of your mouth. Yeah, that's... Name out of your mouth. That's right. That or I'll beat you up. Smith. Slappy. Nick Slappenstein. So we've we've changed up this week because it was supposed to be me that's pulling this week, which I I definitely would have pulled from Casey's bag. I'm positive of that. But Bryce and I thought it was a little bit more important. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Because there is a movie that's coming out this weekend in cinemas. And it's starring Celine Dion. It's starring Celine Dion. Starring her. She's in Oh, it's starring her. It sure her. looks like it's starring it's her. It's starring and Priyanka it, Chopra. The, the, yes. The, the, and Celine Dion. And Celine Dion. She's and just her advisor. The trailer alone was enough to make both Bryce and I rage. Oh. So we made upon an agreement that that one of us has to see this movie. Not both We were of choosing us. not to go see it together. No. So we decided we're going to see, one of us is going to watch it. And this is just a special edition. So next week, I will be choosing. Yes. But this week is a special edition because it's not very often that Celine Dion makes a movie. Yes. So I really hope that the, please, Murray's going to pull from the bucket. <laughs> My name is in one is on one piece of paper. Jim's name is on the other. And whoever is pulled, and, oh my God, is going to see I this hope. in cinemas. Please, Murray, pull Jim's please, name. Please, pull Bryce. Please, please, please. I do not want to watch this movie. This movie looks like it could be this, the worst movie ever made. This is this and is just I bad. And I can't see it. I'd be singing along. Come on, it may Jim. be on the Merman Jim. minute. Jim, Bryce, Jim, Bryce, 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 Jim. Jim, 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 no, yes. <laughs> that would be Bryce. No. No. I am the winningest winner of the wins. Oh, this God. is the best day of my life. No, oh, my marriage comes like in a fourth, maybe to this and my birth of my two children's and grandchild. This is the best day of my life. I cannot believe my luck. Didn't he also get High School Musical? <laughs> he did get High School Musical. I am cursed. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Wow. Enjoy. Oh, Ragers, this is the best day of my life. Thanks to all. <laughs> Supporting us. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, the voice of Rage All Dare, and our god of rage. Find us everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Rebel and Public. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 go and see a Celine Dion movie. And that's it for this week. Our rage on. Rage on.